Hello and welcome to another Cage Club Revisited. This is episode 35, Left Behind from 2014. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. This is our special Thanksgiving movie. This episode is meant to be listened to while you watch the movie. We are watching it on DVD today, and boy, oh boy, are there bonus features. <laughs> yes. We will talk about that when we play the movie. If you want to hear our actual thoughtful podcast episode, listen to number 75 featuring Tobin Addington, co-host of the Contenders Podcast. But Mike, let's play it. Away. We did you set up the? Did you add the subtitles and set up? Go. There was no time. I'm going to have to do it on the fly. <laughs> All right, here we go. Left behind. So, oh, there are subtitles on. Who oh, on the DVD? A- there's special features and there's bonus features. <laughs> and special features are like cast and crew interviews, the author reflections. Yes, which are the two Christian men. I'm, I'm presuming who wrote the entire like yep. 50 book series. You know, there's like a ton oh, of books, Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some have been adapted into Kirk Cameron movies. And then we looked at the bonus features, and there are other movies you should check out. And then there are Imagine videos. We're like, what are these? And they are <laughs> short, basically short films. Basically, minute long. Imagine if you were a sinner and the rapture happened. Like, and you were a teacher and all of your kids vanished. Or you were a insane. victim of a home invasion and a burglar was breaking in and the 911 dispatcher... Got raptured. Got raptured in the middle of your call. So, Mike, don't sin. That was amazing. Those were hidden gems. I'm definitely going to rewatch those later on. Was this JFK? That said it's JFK. I doubt they filmed in JFK. So, we got to do the here. There you go. Okay. Go to cageclub.me slash games. Download your Cage Club bingo card. Oh, isn't Leah Thompson in this now that I'm remembering? Oh, boy. Yes, she is. This is, more importantly... The first of three films that Nicolas Cage will do with Nikki Whelan oh, that's in the span right. of four years. Inconceivable, right? She does this, she's in Dog Eat Dog, and she's in Inconceivable. Wow. So, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Oh, I love this card. Another movie plays in this movie. That's hilarious. You know, I was just remarking in the last episode how I barely know any of the names of Cage's characters, and this is, Cage has multiple character names. Remember that? I remember a lot of his characters have two names. This movie... We're Airplane or Airport. <laughs> yeah, 100%. This movie is one that I've seen now. This is the third time I'm seeing it. I saw this in theaters. Unbelievable. In Austin, Texas, by myself. I think I might have been the only person in the theater, which would make sense. Okay. Austin, a godless Re- representing, town. Representing, though. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why they're there. That's a great photo. That is bad CGI if you have it. I don't. Shit, it was on the last oh, card. I don't have boy. it on this one. Someone returns from another cage film across the left because Nikki Whelan. This is her first time, yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. but she'll time be back. Time a flat circle. Oh, he does have a fancy car. I don't remember if it's a red sports car or not, but it might no, be. but it's, we see it in cage the parking lot. driving him across because we see that very soon. Um, again, oh, so here's the thing. Remember what we did a couple movies ago? We did Cage on a horse, and I said, is he driving that horse? Right, right. He's you not drive, driving a, drive plane. a plane. No, no, you fly a plane. <laughs> you don't drive one. Damn it. Oh, I'm sorry to curse. This is a holy podcast. Oh, oh. God damn, if you're forgiven. I'm sorry, listeners, if we're blasphemous too much, but like, yeah, I just am... I'm you're, an, you're a godless I, man. I'm just an atheist. This is... It's... Mm, That's like, right. What's what's weird about I haven't seen a lot of them, but what's weird about Christian movies is that they almost feel like parodies of Christian movies. Yes, she is so, thank you. She is so they're very self righteous and self righteous, and it's but, that's, but she's she's like in the right the here. 
But she, but like from an objective movie viewer, this woman with the brown hair is is evil, an animal, is like, like a monster, is like a bad person. Yeah, like but, her manners are terrible, so and this, her face looks like she's just mad all the time. Anyway, as we found out, this Cage movie is car. taking place in JFK. Oh, this isn't Cage in a car. This no, is, this is Nikki Whelan, baby. There we go. Just putting on some lip gloss. Oh, I do love the she's a smooth jazz sax music. That's right. So you know she sins. We were talking also at lunch There's about... Cage's car. Damn, it's not Cage a red drives, sports car, it's just a black sports driving. car. We were talking in lunch about how cool it was. Like, or no, it was the last episode. We were like, the, the, the way that we realized that Cage Club and just sort of podcasting in general was something that a lot of people would... Oh, taking his ring off. Oh, and he's married to Leah Thompson. How could you do that? But, because Nikki Whelan's Nikki No, Whelan, I mean, man. I know, but like, seriously. Also, he's a sinner. Is that that looks like a room style green screen shot on a roof? Oh, you know? it's terrible <laughs> and also amazing. This movie. So let me actually finish the story. So we were saying that, like, you know, Tobin Addington, our friend, our former professor, uh, who now co-hosts the Contenders, signed up to do a bunch of movies, and this was one of the <clears> he <throat> wanted to do, which was bananas to yeah. us. But it was a good episode. It was a fun episode. I remember being very baffled and very animated <laughs> on this episode. Uh, this movie, I think I also talked about on that episode, reminds me of the Langoliers. Oh, right, right. Yeah, because something bad happens on an airplane and stuff. Yeah, a couple Twilight Zone vibes from this, too, for me. But yeah, Langoliers is insane. What could we do so we could watch the Bronson Pinchot podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a Stephen well, King, if we did all the Stephen King media adaptations, like... Everything, if you never want it to end. Everything they... Well, I mean, that's what we're trying to do. It's more it's shows that don't end. I'm sure there is already a... Well, we are going to have, a, of a sort, a King cast, but it's a different King. Oh. Um, but yeah, I guess we could do a King cast. We could also... What I was thinking uh, originally, the Langoliers is burned into my brain because it's one of the two VHS... Oh, movies! You could do a two VHS with like Titanic, Sound of Music. That's a double. Oh, because it was a TV movie or something. It was really long. And then you could do Scarface, Godfather Three, or all the Godfathers, multiple tapes. Or we could just talk about it on a show. I don't, you know, it, it's <laughs> no. I know. I, I'm coming to realize we don't have to record everything we say. Cage wears a hat. He's got this pilot hat on for oh, sure. Where was that last episode? I don't know. I have a feeling this is just going to cut to Las Vegas at one point, just because of the sinning. Well, I'm also going to cross off accentuating an oddly specific word because that oh, just adaptation, was... adaptation. Well, that's a good one. I have Twin Peaks connection and X Files connection. Oof, we might have to combine those. No, I, I like that they're yeah, we could. The question is, if we combine them, what do we? We got to replace it. It's an automatic win. I mean, it's like an automatic checkbox. But I kind of like that they're different. And also, you know, oh, Nikki Whelan wearing Cage's hat. Did you steal my hat? Stealing is a sin. <gasps> See how he's. And he noticed his daughter? I like that he sees her in a crowded airport immediately. Immediately picks her out. Happy birthday, Cage. Happy Thanksgiving. Ladies oh, wow, America. it's his birthday in the movie. I wonder how many times that's happened. Wow, imagine the rapture on your birthday and getting left behind. That's a tough birthday, folks. Brutal. Hmm. That's why you don't sin. Well, it's a, I mean, it's a good thing God doesn't exist, so he can never rapture us. <laughs> so, you know, don't have to worry about that. Phew. 
I'm trying to stay neutral down the middle of the path here. So what if, oh man, what if the rapture happened while we did this episode? Oh, that would be amazing. And I go up to heaven and you stay here. Oh, well, I mean, you're not going anywhere, pal. <laughs> uh, if, if one of us was going to get raptured, it would be me. Why would it be you? I went to church for 18 years. I've been, I went to church as a kid and up through my child. Uh, I was confirmed. I've been confirmed. I'm baptized. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm covered. You also <laughs> literally just said God doesn't exist, which I think negates. Well, no, it doesn't negate he all would, of that. He would agree with that. He'd he would be a capital like, H. He'd be like, "That's why I H? created you to think for yourself, to say I don't exist if you want." Fine, he wouldn't care. And by he, I mean you know Satan, the Dark Lord and Master. Is this girl really pretty, or is she just Christian movie pretty? Joey, that is an insensitive question to be asking. I think that's also You're a- not being raptured at all. <laughs> asking a question like that. No, she's very pretty. I mean, what is Christian movie pretty? Like, Nikki, we- Nikki's in this movie. It's true. Oh, Nikki, Cage's name in the last movie we watched, which was Snake Eyes. No, it was Rick. Oh, Ricky. Rick Santoro. See, I can't remember names. This girl was in 19 episodes of Switched at Birth, which is a show that my sister watched, I think. Switched at Birth? Oh, wasn't Leah Thompson in that, too? Big love. Switched at Birth? No. Yes! Yeah, there we go. Also, Lucas Gray Beale, a.k.a. Ryan, from High School Musical. (laughs) What a weird confluence of weird things. They're having a very long conversation here. Well, you know, Mike, when you're six minutes into a movie, you got to have a long dialogue scene between father and daughter. I'm just waiting for the next person to come up and, like, try and sell them a Bible or something. You know what I would love? I wonder if it exists. If there's a Christian movie that's, like, a real movie, you know what I mean? But then at the end, they just have, like, the actor come out and be like, let me talk to you about Jesus. Because like, you could see this in like, like very clearly. Like clear, Johnny like, Dangerously talks to kids about smoking? Yes. Or uh, what's the movie that we watched recently where the last thing that they say is, hey, kids. Oh, Teen Titans go to the movies where he's like, ask, ask your, your parents, parents where, where babies, babies come, come from. from. Where it's just one of those where it's just like, let me talk to you about Jesus. And you're like, wait, well, what you did know I just watch? weird is like, I think uh, this, I might be wrong about this, but uh, I used to watch a lot of Gumby as a kid. And the people who created Gumby were like very heavy like Christian people like they did Davy and Goliath as well which was another stop motion animated okay. children's programming thing but I never got any of those overtones in Gumby per se except for like you know don't lie cheat and steal kind of. they never really you know they had their other show for that it feels so mm-hmm. but I, I hear what you're saying like at the end of the movie you find out like all along like oh no we've been we've been had Gate 3, it should have been Terminal 666. The number of the beast. We were just talking about Iron Maiden phenomena. And how cool the beast is. When I think of the beast, I think of two things now. I think of uh, Split, where McAvoy transforms into the beast. And then I think of uh, what we do in the shadows when Jermaine Clement's vampire dated the beast. <laughs> TV show is going to come out soon-ish, I think. Which so should there's be a show in New Zealand about... The cops that come to the house, huh? They got their own show where they're like supernatural. Like every stop is like a supernatural really? thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I haven't been able to find it anywhere online, but I saw the trailer. Have we talked about the episode of the X Files called X Cops? 
No, What's X Files so. cops crossover? Oh, I've seen I've seen that. Yeah, it's so good. It's hilarious. Man, cops just fucking pierced the popular culture when it happened. I have a couple VHS tapes of cops down in my basement because my brother bought them when they first came out. It's like, it's like, what are you doing? We could just like turn on three channels right now and watch some cops. Well, now it's all about live PD, which is the evolution of cops. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I don't watch all that. Oh, Joe Chu loves it. Melissa loves it. Hmm, like, I everybody can't. that I'm, I talk to the most loves Live PD. I don't understand. There is a weird intoxicating quality to it, but I also... I can't just passively watch things, because hmm. I feel like there's so much stuff that I actually I want to actively watch. And I also realize that, you know, if I if I passively watch more, maybe I would be... Not that I'm not, not calm, but, like, I would be... You know, if I, well, if yeah, I have to I don't, focus on less things. I mean, right, like, the cops don't have, like, the best PR right now, so, like, I don't really feel like watching a bunch of cops bust people, like, you know, for doing hardly anything. Twin Peaks Connection drinking coffee. Oh, God. The cops also look like Twin Peaks, which is why I thought of it. You know what I mean? Like, it looks like this very mountainous... Some damn fine coffee. I guess coffee and pie... We can give it to, but a lot of these are open to interpretation. I don't think I'm going to win. There's a lot of things I just there's straight up do there not think are going to happen here. Nothing on this card, yeah. If Cage eats and stands on something weird, I'll win. But I don't know if he's going to have time to eat in the Rapture. He might. There's um, there's food on the plane. Maybe they eat that. What is he talking about? I do like that of all the movies that we've watched this podcast, this is the one we paid the most attention to. <laughs> I'm trying to follow it. Burn the whole village. What does that mean? I don't know. You might have to... Ig- oh, of course, you're going to have to ignore a lot of things to find what you're looking for, including the truth. Sounds very topical. Do you think when you're cast in a Christian movie, you have to, like, pass a test? Probably. Well, do you think Cage passed the test? I don't know. I don't that think be, That so. was my follow-up question. <laughs> I, think, I think these are, like, Christian... A lot of these are, like, players that they have, like, Scorsese has his cast of uh, actors. I bet they have, like, a bunch of these people probably show up in the same movie. But I'm also sure... movies together. I would imagine the PR machine of the of the Christian world would want to hire people outside of their circle to get some kind of cross. Like the reason Cage we both in bought this, yeah. this movie that I paid or I didn't pay, but I you know movie passed a ticket to see this in theaters is because Nicholas Cage. If Nicholas right. Cage was not in this movie, they're reeling us in with Cage. Yeah, it's a real bait and switch, but it's it's not really a bait and switch because we knew exactly what we're mm-hmm. getting into. You know and not I mean? only that though, but it's also it's left behind. Like it's the rapture. Like it's the most famous story they have to tell. I feel aside from like. The second coming, maybe? I mean, that would be interesting. Cage is Jesus coming back from the dead. But, yeah, like, they they know that this is, out of everything, their sort of, like, most popular story, so they're going to want to try and cross it over. I mean, like you said, it was in theaters. Like, how many movies, how many, like, Christian-based movies get to theaters that aren't Fathom events? <laughs> like, that's... Shout out sponsor Fathom Events. <laughs> because when you just can't make it to the opera or Jones in for that anime, Fathom Events. 
basically. I mean, it's like, do you want to watch <laughs> uh, Akira or Phantom of the Opera? Well, we've got you covered <laughs> on both friends. It's like, we got Miyazaki over here, and then we got, uh, yeah, Carmen over here. Two weeks. Every time I hear two weeks, I just think of Total Recall. What? What did Total Recall just came up? Two weeks. Was it? Was it come up on Hackerling when we were talking about dream sequences? No. Mm, I don't think. Oh, Verhoeven. We're thinking about doing Verhoeven. We are thinking about doing Verhoeven. Have you seen the movie L? His most recent movie with uh, no. What's her name? The Breaking and Entering. It's. It's real aggressive. I don't like B and E movies. It's they're my least favorite horror, whatever. Yeah, but what about Trespass? Trespass is great. That's the whole. That's different, <laughs> dude. That's come on. That's I didn't say I don't like some of them. I'm just saying it's my least favorite like type of movie. Like I did, I've, I've seen Funny Games. I didn't enjoy that at all. Like I saw Last House it's, on the it's Left. More I didn't than that. enjoy that. That was not really that a movie. It's more of a there's some old it's ones like, more of like a rape movie. Don't look now. Oh, I really don't want to see that. <laughs> it's really good though. It's what's her name from? She's gonna be in a movie with Cage. She's a fantastic French yeah, the, actress. Yeah, the redhead. Yeah, what's her name? Could look it up. David Erb loves her. Is his name Chris Smith? Who? The co-pilot. No, the co-pilot. I don't know because his name is Rayford Rayford Steele. Rayford Steele. Ray Steele. Isabel Huppert. Is it S-T-E-A-L? Or S-T-E-E-L-E. Oh, they really messed up there because stealing is a crime and a sin. Isabel Huppert. Isabel Huppert. She was supposed to be in a movie with Cage. I don't know whatever happened to it. You know who I liked who I thought was going to be huge after it came out? that The the lead from Tony Erwin. Is that the name of that movie? Tony Erdman. Erdman? Yeah. Like yeah, they're going to remake that, right? Yeah. 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 Whatever. Let him do it. But I thought the the actor, that actress in that movie was great. I was like, oh, after this movie, like, she's going to be, someone is going to come bring her to, like, America, and she's going to, like, be one of those franchise players now, and I'm surprised that didn't happen immediately. Wait. Isabel Huppert was not in Siberia? I didn't say she was. No, no, no. That's the movie she was supposed to be in. Maybe she dropped out. Oh, the Cage movie Siberia. Yeah. That's crazy. So that'll be the first time that two actors we've done will have had the same title for a movie. Oh, wait, no. Siberia's not out yet. No, it? but it's coming out. It'll be out one day. And Keanu's movie, Siberia. Yes. Oh, look. Someone got raptured early. There's an empty seat on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing that guy's not on Southwest. Uh, they'd probably kick him off or charge him an extra seat. Nicholas Cage, Siberia, in development. Nicholas Cage, Willem Dafoe, Abel Ferreira. Ooh, that's it. That's all I need to know. Don't read any more anyway. But Isabel Huppert's not even listed on IMDb, so I don't know. Oh, man, it's nice to have their, like, we know we got a Muslim on plane. We got the guy, you know, we got representation We here. have an angry little person. Oh, I know. Hey, it was a Toad. toadstool... <laughs> I know. I'm the old. character forever ruined. <laughs> we don't even have to. Just like Ruxin from the league, forever unclean. Like forever to- to- unclean. Toad is just forever unclean. <laughs> Thanks, Stormy Daniels. <laughs> ruined my favorite Mario Kart racer forever. Was it really? I love Toad. Hey. <laughs> Here we go. 
I think, uh, he's really good in Mario 2 as well. He's super strong. Well, he, there's also Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, which is... Oh, a, I haven't played that. It's good. It's a, a Wii U game. It's He's like a puzzler, right? Cool. Yeah. Rayford Steel. Is this a Cage voiceover, would you say? Well, I mean, it's the Captain's voiceover, so yeah. I have that too Jackpot. somewhere. Jackpot. Oh, that's why you gave me credit for it, because you have it. Wait, did you win? No. Oh, okay. Extreme facial expression. That guy just uh, sneered at her. I know the titular line is coming. I'm going to half fill Do it Do they in. say it? Yeah, they're going to be, look, some of us got left behind. Do you think? They're not going to turn at a camera and say, we've been <laughs> left behind. <laughs> not like Cage Wait, did with Snake Eyes. Oh, uh, yeah. He's very familiar, this dude. I feel like he plays a tycoon in lots of stuff. An oil tycoon? Look at this guy. He's like, get off the phone, buddy. Remember well, before an, airplane mode? Well, I'm an oilman. So, hey, this movie came out when the Oh, right. Jordan out. Sparks, former American Idol contestant, is in this movie. Oh, his name is Gary Grubbs. He, oh. Wait, was he in... X-Files Ch- Connection. He played... His thing he's most known for is he's in the X-Files movie. Apparently. All right. What has he been in that we've talked about, potentially? Oh, he was in USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage. All right. That's a returning Cage... Uh, that's Cage coming. Sure is, but also Nicky Whelan crossed that off. He was in Parkland, which we'd covered oh. for Attack Attack. You were on that. He was in Django. <laughs> he was in Bad Lieutenant Port of Call, New Orleans. Okay, that might be where I recognize them. Oh, I thought she was on the plane the whole movie. I forgot that she got left behind at home. <laughs> you left that fact behind in your brain. Remember Brothers Baseball Glove and everything? Oh, they look related. Wow, they did a good job casting with these two. Oh, don't put your dirty gloves on the oh, Holy my. Bible. Even even a blasphemist like me knows that. But she's going to get raptured. No. Uh, oh, yeah, she does. The mongoose. It doesn't matter, huh? Oh, that guy was also in an episode of The X-Files, too. So he's in an episode of The X-Files and also the movie. But I feel like I know him from something He's bigger. in JFK. Back into the left. The hyperjet will change everything? Uh-huh. I'm just going to see what, what he's been in and if we've talked about anything. He mentioned the Defense Department. Can I click off war? Well, it is a war on humanity, war on Christianity, so oh, I'm going to say I'll give you credit for it. Hey, second movie, Joey gets all loose and liberal with the bingo. I, I feel like I have I win for whatever reason <laughs> all the far time. more often than you do. <laughs> I sort of feel bad. I don't think Cage is going to smoke or do drugs. Oh, he was surprised, all right. Uh, So there's Cage drinks alcohol, Cage eating, Cage smokes or does drugs. There's so much stuff. Cage has a visible tattoo. Like, all this stuff that I have should be in a movie like this to illustrate why Cage isn't raptured, but none of it is going to be in it. Like, Cage has a te- visible tattoo, a woman is attacked, Cage Oh, no, cries, I mean, it's Cage because he's having an affair with, his, with Nicky Whelan. That's why he, gets, he doesn't get raptured. Oh, I know, I know, I know. But I wish they had more examples. That, oh, no, he's a famous journalist, right? He was, he's not a Is he a musician, the guy, the guy that, you know... I thought he was, was a musician, yeah. Is he a musician? I thought he was a musician. Does he play a musician on a plane? Because when he does... He hasn't yet. 
I don't think he. Does. he I don't know if he will. Here, here's a soundtrack to our rapture. I wonder if. Uh, I mean, this is going way back, but jeez, when that lady came up to them in the airport, there was a total overreaction. But oh, there's, pl- there's plenty of overreactions in this movie. It's not going to win me anything. Cage stands in something weird. He was on an escalator, which is not normal. Let's say, I mean, it's pretty normal, actually. Just, you know, for a movie, it may not be normal. If he was standing normal. on top of the outside of the airplane, I'd, <laughs> I'd say, now that's weird. <laughs> Ooh. Gets bad how you get the drop on someone. Rachel McAdams. <laughs> <laughs> I saw there was a post on one of the movie sites I read. Maybe it was Birth Movies Death or something recently about how that's the funniest movie of the year and it's not even close and it's true I mean it's I mean, great I love it I think Blockers is underrated and not Blockers only just really came good. out but that's really great Blockers um, is way funnier than I thought it was going to be yeah like it looks <laughs> dumb it looks terrible by the like that's why trailers stink a lot of the times because that movie looked terrible and yeah I saw it and I was like oh good like the worst stuff was in the trailer Snooping brother should get raptured. Oh, he's definitely <laughs> should or should not should not should, for snooping should, should not for snooping. Yeah, but he will. I think. I think he. Gets... Oh yeah, no, he's he's not lived long enough to truly sin. Is that fair? They takes all the kids. Like, come on, they haven't had a chance to do anything. Like, let him hang out for a little while longer and then take them. Oh man. You know what I love? So, obviously, The Leftovers, we talked about probably on a lot of podcasts. Leftovers is one of my favorite oh, TV shows of all time. But you know what we can mention now? The Snappening. Infinity Wars. The oh. Rapture. At oh, the end of that, the Thanos yeah. Rapture. <laughs> Spoilers for Infinity War. Oh, well, come on. They were actually talking all about right. they actually They actually spoiled it on this week's episode of Now and Again, uh, the one that came out on November 1st, that they were talking about it because they were also talking about how Nico talking to his class about how today's generation has a problem with immediacy mm-hmm. and that everything is just available to them all the time and they think that when something's not immediately available to them it has to be like amazing and Nico knows like there's no re- like Marvel like his whole thing this is all essentially quoting Nico Marvel did this whole thing where like they had this grand plan and then basically told us all exactly what was going to happen you know what I mean like yeah. it's all going to be like yeah and so he's saying that they he thinks it's insane They've not released the Infinity War Part Two title yet. It is. It's so dumb. Whatever it's going to be, it's going to be anticlimactic, right? And Chris, well, Chris made a joke about how like it's just going to be subtitled "R.I.P. Captain America and Iron Man." <laughs> yeah, because that's a no. Well, it's it's true, and like it's still kind of to me, it's amazing how how much impact it still kind of had at the end there, even though you knew the whole time like it was going to happen, something bad was going to happen, there's like no avoiding this, there's ten movies leading up to like a catastrophe Yeah, uh, and then even having read like that in the comics, knowing what was, what they could have done and where it could have, I was still very surprised that they took it there um, to the rapture but no, that that is true. Like there's, especially when you hear like they're filming the next Spider-Man movie and you see screenshots of Peter Parker like swinging through the streets. You're like, he's back. You know, like there's, you know, like who are we kidding? We know they're all coming back yeah. somehow. So like, you didn't just buy the rights to Spider-Man and cast this kid so he could be in and then, like, yeah. two scenes of Civil War and one movie, and one Avengers, right. and one. You know what I mean? Like, Same with Black Panther, right? It's like, come on, we know Coogler is doing part two. Like, is he? I, that's what I heard. He's writing oh, and directing good, it. Good. Um, it might not be soon or next year or anything, but we know like these characters are filming. So yeah, 
Nico's right. <laughs> There's a problem it's with immediacy. Dumb. But yeah, I mean, at the same, like that's why I didn't really like Ant Man and the Wasp because it felt like we, we got to the point. It, it in was, the, in it's it's in the wrong order. Yeah, where like it's everything feels like serious, like it should. Yeah, and this is like a hey, like let's just have some goofy so, fun. And I then, appreciated you know, it for being a big antidepressant. Like it's a giant Prozac after watching Infinity War, you know? Yes. I, I still would have rather have seen it before Infinity Wars, don't get me wrong, because it feels out of order. That's what bothers me most about it. I'm just psyched for Captain Marvel, like, holy moly. Captain Marvel's gonna be great, I mean, the next Avenger movie's just gonna be good. I mean, they're all gonna be good, um, but, like, it's hard to say what I'm really anticipating from the MCU going forward after the next Avengers movie, because it's like, where are, you know, really they got to come up with a lot of new stuff. I mean, I'd like to see the Black Widow movie. I'd like to see more obscure characters, but I don't think we're going to get Moon Knight as bad as I want a Moon Knight movie. It's just, I can't count on it. I'd love to get a, a Hulk movie, another solo Hulk film, but these are just things that I don't feel are in the cards, so... Well, I mean, Thor see. 3 was kind of like a Hulk movie, sort of. And like, I mm-hmm. feel like Black Widow might be also kind of a Hulk movie. That would be a good uh, opportunity to fit that character in. But like there, like Ragnarok really surprised me as far as tone and everything and direction. It's like, okay, now that gave me hope for future films to say like they are going to lean further into genre direction. So maybe we will finally get – maybe Doctor Strange 2 will be a straight-up horror movie this time. I would love it. Like that would be great. Thrashing, I looked up from the last time we talked oh, about it in the yep. last episode. Austin Wolf Southern, four and a half stars on Letterboxd. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I can Feels see that. We'll have. <laughs> it's terrific. Tell you, man, watch it as soon as you can, please. And then we got to figure out a podcast to talk about it on. <laughs> I just want to talk, I mean, I don't know. We can just talk about Rad in general. Well, we could talk the, about it on this bandits. show. I want to I watch for Nicole Kidman. That's what we should use these for. for the, there's Toad again. I wonder how they got the rights to have a Nintendo character in here. Like, that is notoriously Oh, you think that they cared about rights? They've got God on their side, man. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about the Breakers. And everyone at the mall, and they just get raptured up. Oh, boy. Were you... Was it past your time when, like, um, you know, like, Tiffany used to come to the mall and stuff? Like, I remember when, like, pop stars would would come to the mall. I know that that exists. I know that that happens. Woo. But I also met when I was a kid Patrick Ewing at the mall, Sergeant Slaughter at the mall, like everyone would just come to the mall. I think my sister saw it was one of those two, Tiffany or Debbie Gibson, it was one of those at the mall. And then I actually went to a Debbie Gibson concert at the Meadowlands. And a new kids on the block concert. I mean, I was just a kid, so I was like brought along to those shows. But that was something. I just got you a brand new baseball glove, and you <laughs> want this high tech drone? Damn, Cage, trying to sneak in a little sugar. Uh, if they kiss, is that compromising? Because that's as close to this movie as it's going to get to compromising. They didn't even kiss there. He just went in for the kiss. I don't know if they're going to kiss, but yeah, I mean, that's basically the same thing. Oh, U2 tickets. The ones that... Uh, are you talking uh, U2 to me? 
You know what this sounds like? Is this an episode of I Love Films? I think it is. <laughs> Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Scott. And this is an episode. Welcome to I Love Films. You know what I love? I love films. I love auteurs. I love Martin Scorsese. Uh, uh, yes, uh, 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 Francis Ford Coppola. Like Citizen Kane? Citizen Kane, oh, it's great. One of my favorite movies. Mo- one of the most important movies ever. You know, it's also important. His new movie just came out. Oh, that's right. On Netflix. Truly. Well, see you next time. See ya. Good app. That was like pretty close. Yeah, that was pretty a good, good app. app. <laughs> Wait, is there a card? Other performing another podcast <laughs> within your podcast? Well, you know, we have the podcast link, but it's, you know... We went outside our network for that one. This mall looks a lot like the mall we're going to be going to later to watch the movies, but they got rid of the carousel a few years ago, which was a major bummer. And I think this is L.A. being... Oh, there's the rapture. Oh, wow, she hugged her brother. That's cool. Why would the plane shake? Because the the co-pilot got raptured. Oh, so, like, taking his hands off the controls. I think so. So, oh, Starbucks, product placement. It's weird how clothes started falling from the sky there for a minute. I do like, I mean, this is not, we have not mentioned this on the podcast yet, but, you know, I made I made sort of a vow like you did to... Oh, the vow. To, to only watch good movies yeah. this month, and we are watching... A bad movie right now. I mean, objectively bad, yes. But we're doing it for this, so you can't really... I did I did make a note that like I'm only going to watch good movies except for the... the except the, for the podcast. I have to watch the podcast. Yeah. Which Whoa. also includes like, how did this get made and stuff, but... Oh, and for other podcasts. <laughs> See, that's where... I also fall into traps is when I am dedicated and devoted to other shows, other podcasts that I listen to, and I want to listen to the episode, but it's a movie I haven't seen yet. And if it's a terrible movie, I will force myself to watch it like I did last year, watching like 10 or 11 or 12 Hellraiser movies. And when you get to that, like, that back nine is fucking rough, dude. But like, you're, you know, like, committed to like the show and stuff. So you want to be there for it and everything. So... I, I get it, man. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I just realized that I was muted, so I don't know how much of my what I've been saying has been muted. We'll find out when I edit this, but, uh, you know, I, I was saying that I made a vow to only watch good movies except for the ones that you, you have to watch podcasts. I realized, though, last year when, when, when the P.S. Love Hoffman show kicked off, right, mm-hmm. when we edited that, and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch along with this. And I'm like, I can't watch along with this. <laughs> right, right. I said the same thing. I was like, here we go. Nope. And I actually tried to watch long for with you guys, with you and Joe too, for all the, like the Gosling and the Zeph. And so I was like, I gave it an effort, but I was like, ultimately, the only one that I'm really going to have fun and like want to do is all the Fast and Furious movies right. all the time. And so like I've been keeping up with those. But uh, you know, you have the good intentions. You mean well. Go check out Too Fast, Too Forever, right here every other Tuesday, right here on the Cage Club Podcast Network. Actually, it's the same weeks that the Cage Club Revisited oh. come out. Uh, the Too Fast, Too Forever so, episodes come out. I want to so. show you something real quick, too. I'm just going to take off the headset for a minute. Cool. Well, here I am. This is my other podcast within the podcast, me monologuing while Mike goes and fetches something. 
again, both these times you grabbed someone that was like within like arm's reach, basically, that you're not really letting me vamp. I don't want to, but you know, I thought I was going to have more time to establish Listen, myself as the host of the this, show. What is this, the new episode of Foodie Films, where it's just Kyle on his own? Which is actually pretty good. It was very funny. I liked that episode. And by new episode, I mean the one came out three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. To this, but. Uh, as the time of this recording. So I wanted to show this to you. I know we're not, you're not covering this, but I wanted to let you know I have it. I'd seen it once, and I'm going to watch it again before my lap. But oh. I got a copy of the original The Fast and the Furious movie, oh, the we Roger will, Corman movie. We will definitely watch this when we do our car lap. Cool. On the Walt Hickey episode, the Fast Five episode that came out two weeks ago, we talked about how we're going to do a heist movie lap. Oh, very cool. Because he's talking about how he loves heist movies. He's not a car oh. boy, but he's a heist boy. Have you seen, um, there's one with Jason Statham. There's a good one. The Bank Job? The Bank Job? I yeah, think, it's I in London. It's like based are... on a true story. They steal like some letters or something. It was really cool. All right. Well, what we were saying is we were going to do like the original Ocean's Eleven, the original Oh, Italian my God. Job. The original. Oh, the original Italian Job's great. Ocean's Eleven, the original one. I've seen it. Well, yeah, Walt, Walt just sort of described it. Just like a, guy, a couple guys like slap <laughs> some people around and then steal some money from well, bank it, registers. Yeah, like, it's almost registers. like the Rat Pack themselves decided to become thieves and gangsters and stuff, so they use like their cloud around town to pull off a, a heist and Sammy kind Davis of a cool sings. Meta thing. It's okay. got its moments. Here's a question for you. They're all doing oxygen, right? Okay. Think back to Fight Club. Oh, uh, yeah. Rusty. Mm-hmm. Not Rusty. Rusty's no. from Ocean's um, Eleven. Tyler Durden, the other Brad Pitt, uh, says, you high. says, yeah, oxygen gets you high. Cage does drugs. He's getting Does he have high. his oxygen mask on? You put it on in the, on the, on the cockpit. Uh, do I have it? Well, I'm crossing it off. Yep, okay, I'm doing it. If Cage eats, bingo? I win. No, if, if Cage eats, I win. Okay, if they cut to Vegas, I win. So, like, if the we see the rapture, Sin, and it goes, like, you know, Los Angeles, New York, Las Vegas. <laughs> kind of like the end of Halloween 3, where they go, like, across the country, and they're like, yeah, Illinois. I like that there's only sinners left. Plus this girl. I don't I mean, I just don't know if... First of all, I just want to say, I like the rapture being portrayed in This is the End a lot more, where it's like very like apocalyptic hellscape and things are exploding and volcanoes are coming out of there. Whatever. I like that. There's a lack of that because there's a lack of budget. Uh, there's some more of that in the Kirk Cameron version. But I'm, I don't know about like the general widespread panic. Like, would everyone... It would subside. I mean, I know it happened in Leftovers and stuff, but I don't feel like it would really be that much. I feel like people would at first go nuts and then very quickly sort of try and figure out what happened and calm down a lot. Well, the Leftovers did a really smart thing that you see it and they immediately jump three years in the future. Yeah, and they keep kind of cutting back from time to time, right, to that day? from different... Not really. Okay, I've never, I have not seen all of the first season, but I've seen two and oh three. Oh, my God. Uh, I know. Wait, you I saw know. seasons two and three, but you didn't see the full first season? I know. That's weird. I know. Uh, no, they, they... I missed I an mean, episode or two in the middle of season one. I mean, they reference stuff like that. Like, you know, Nora works with the Department of Sudden Departures, and, like, her job was to investigate whether or not people were are real or they're scamming or whatever, but... You know, I, I, I guess they sort of reference it, but I don't think they really generally jump back... Um, I'm very much looking forward to covering that on a podcast I'm going to be doing with Kara early next year. Like, I messaged Kara, you know, when we've been doing Cinemakers Hackerling, and I'm like, you know, this really reaffirms to me that I want to do a podcast with you because, like, I just, it's fun to talk to her about stuff. Uh, and so we're yeah. going to do uh, a podcast about TV, which we will give more details on in the new year, but it's, 
it's uh, I'm excited because we, we don't we've done TV from time to time. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe and I did entire two uh, two seasons of Summerland. We We're going to be doing Nick. bosom buddies, Bo- bosom, bosom buddies. buddies. <laughs> but like, we've never really had a show that focuses on TV, and yeah, you know, I, I honestly love TV more than movies. I think, and so this will be a fun. I mean, it'll, it'll be time wise a big commitment, but. It'll be cool, I think. I totally forget that there's a coach class in this plane. I'm just focused on first class for some reason. Well, we don't know any of these jabronis. That's true. He make a good. Uh, he he looks good as a pilot. He looks like a pilot. Like he looks like a Sully or something. Like I could see him. Souls. Uh, do you? What I like is that there's all, like almost all these poor people in coach. None of them got raptured. Sears and Macy's, it's like they're both going to be gone. So, hey, Best Buys, look at that. Whoa, a little biplane. No. Close. Oh, that's some terrible CGI. But that's a real plane they explosion? crashed. Explosion? Do you have explosion? I don't. I don't think so. It's weird to see like this happening in a Macy's parking lot. This is the kind of movie on Letterboxd that's hard to really rate. Um... Weird. So I gave it one star. Yeah, that's about right. My friends gave it a half star. Matt Stewart's the guy who directed Wreck, or no, Rewind, and directed uh, Tonight She Comes gave it one star, like me. I'd probably give it one star. Austin Wolf Southern gave it three and a half, which I feel is like completely wrong. <laughs> like either like give it like one or under or four. You know what I mean? Like, but I feel like in that middle range, this is also the worst split I've ever seen in terms of ratings. A one point two on Letterboxd, overwhelmingly half a star. Wow, going down! It is. That's crazy. That's a crazy chart. I am all in on Cage and Nikki Wheeler. I know like, they're like so good. A dozen movies. They should. You know, we talk about Keanu and Winona or Keanu and Sandra. Mm-hmm. Like Cage and Wheeler. Baby. Why not? Why not? Making it happen. You know. It's funny, I was waiting for the dramatic tonal shift when the rapture happened, but it was never there, because, like, from the jump, this movie is just, like, crazy. heavy and crazy, and just, yeah, like, it it didn't make the movie crazier. No, it actually <laughs> kind of, like, leveled things off in a weird way. The, the, the downside to their on-screen relationship from movie to movie is... They don't really interact in Doggy Dog, I don't think. Not so much. And, they, and in Inconceivable they kind either. Of do an Inconceivable, but, but not really, because really, he's not really yeah. in that movie a lot. Right. It's mostly her and his wife, so. But man, just keep giving me Nikki Whelan because uh, she picks crazy movies. Have you seen stuff she's in that Cage wasn't in? That's a really good question. Let me find out. Yeah, she got raptured. Oh, that's so crazy. She, she she just went into, like, the next class to ask more people to help her. Oh, she was in the movie Tragedy Girls, which I don't huh. remember her in, but I really liked that movie. Um, oh, he is a reporter. I thought he was a musician. Tragedy Girls stars uh, Alexandra Ship, who I think plays... Oh, wait, she plays... She plays she's Storm. Oh, in X Men Apocalypse, mm-hmm. and it also stars Brianna Hildebrand, who plays Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Oh, weird! And it's a cool movie, Te- Tragedy Girls. Check that out. Um, what else have I seen? Oh, she's in Knight of Cups, 
which is a Terrence Malick movie that I have not seen. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Night and Day. Tragedy Girls. She was in Hall Pass, which I have not and will never see. She was in Halloween 2, the new Halloween 2, which I have not seen. No, Excuse I've, me, I saw that. Aside <clears throat> from... The movie's rough. Aside from Tragedy Girls, I've never seen her in a movie that Cage is not in, and I'm kind of cool. okay with that. Well, no, he's a journalist. He's not a musician. He's a I know, yeah, that's what I... I thought he was... He, they treated him more like a musician. He's a rock star. Rock star but, journalist. But Cage was like, hey, it's this guy. Like, yeah... Sounds familiar. I think I brought up the point on the podcast where or maybe Tolman asked, like, does the Bible exist in this world? Like, do these people know what a rapture is? Well, the Bible, like, she put the guarding right, on the Bible. But, like, so why are people like, what is happening? What is this phenomenon? Like, I well, don't understand this. Because, like, even me, someone who hasn't read through the Bible, is aware of what a rapture is. I think in the same Holy way. Holy shit. Man of Steel. Or Terminator. <laughs> Oh yeah, but I just I just think of how inappropriately placed in Man of Steel the school bus crash is, and it's just like, oh okay, Zack Snyder, you just want to watch a bunch of kids drown for a minute uh, in a Superman movie? I think my guess, and I don't know if we talked about this on the episode because again, it was like three years ago. It is probably like in a zombie movie how <laughs> zombies don't exist. So this is funny because I'm <laughs> I just cut the Resident Evil three episode that's finally gonna come out oh, in November. Six months ago. But but there's a reason and I explain why it took so long. Forever. And you had the same exact point. You brought the same exact thing. You wanted to know if zombies um existed before the breakout. Mm-hmm. And I read a passage from the book. <laughs> Proving oh, that well, the it, one kid knows about. Where the it, right? kid, they did know about zombies before the breakout. Yes, but no, right. That is a. I think that's an excellent point, though. That more movies need to address. Does it take place in our world, or is this a reality, you know, of their own? And so, oh, drugs. Oh, there are drugs in this movie. Oh, it reminds a, me of Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Hundred percent. You all, everybody. By the way, when I saw that was the first episode I saw of Lost, and I was like, I am an instant fan of the show. I'm going. I'm watching every episode. Which episode? Of the, the Charlie centric episode where oh. he's like, Oh, where he and his brother, uh, yeah, and, the touring yeah, yeah. I, I, I caught the end of the Claire episode, and then I saw the Charlie episode. I was like, Holy shit! Claire. This this, mo- this show is insane. Peanut butter, Charlie. Is he... I thought he was looking at, you know... (laughs) The little person is just the most disgruntled character in a movie, period. Yeah. You think he's mad that he wasn't raptured because he tried to leave a righteous life? And that (sighs) God probably just left him there because of his disability? Well, we were talking about there's the because it wasn't made in God's image. There's the tra- we don't know that the trailer. That's that's true. The, maybe none of us are except for I don't know. But there was a trailer yeah, right. before this movie because this is a obviously a Christian movie, and oh, right. there was a trailer for like what felt like Miracle Run, which is a movie where Zac Efron plays a special needs child who just loves to run. He plays twins. Oh wow! Does he? Or does he? I'm making that up. No, I'm pretty sure he does, and. Or maybe he's a twin. I don't know. And it's not real. The the trailer before this movie was uh, he loves running. There's only one problem, and that's the, that's the phrase. There's only one problem. 
The problem is that he's blind. <laughs> yeah. It's not a problem, it's a disability. And then there's a, a bad boy, and it's like, you know, he's only got one chance, which, you know, makes sense, and then it's the two of them bonding and, you know, falling in love under God's Watchful eye, yeah. Not homosexual love. No, just no, hetero... Brotherly love. Life, yeah. Love thy neighbor. Romance, yeah, exactly. No. Aquaman, king of the Brotion. My man. <laughs> I fucking love Biker Aquaman. I don't know why. That movie's still coming out next year, right? No, it's coming out this year. This year? Yeah, it's coming out in the in like a month. Not oh, even. It might shit. even be coming out this month. Wow. <laughs> What'd you do? Not paying attention, bro? No. It's weird because like I don't in particular like the biker image lifestyle thing like I think it's kind of annoying to a degree but Does like he ride a bike no but like he's definitely fashioned after like a Harley bro biker yeah. dude like a big burly bar brawling like a roadhouse kind of kind of yeah <laughs> and I just think it's I just think it's hilarious I don't know it, it somehow works for that character somehow I, like I have seen like I know that there's that five minute trailer but I have seen no advertisements for that movie. Yeah. So there's a funny... I just heard a funny rumor, and it's probably just uh, someone online just, like, you know, guessing and shit. But, like, you know, it's taken, like, forever to make this Flash movie. Yeah. So... Oh, it comes out... Yeah, this, this Christmas. There's uh Some people are like, oh, when they finally make the Flash movie, he's going to have to travel back in time and change the continuity of the DC <laughs> Universe. But he's not going to go further back than 1984 so that he doesn't mess with Wonder Woman because she's making, like, the oh. good movies, you know? So, like, if he does, he'll just go as far as, like, the 90s so they don't screw up her continuity. Wait, did you know Nicole Kidman's in the Aquaman movie? Yeah, it's Aquaman's mom. Did you know that Dolph Lundgren is in the movie? No. Well, Did you know what? Willem Dafoe is in the movie? Yes, he's like Aquaman's uncle or something. Digimon Hansu is in the movie? Yeah, he's Black Manta, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty stacked. And, oh, uh, Night Owl's in it, too. What's Patrick his name? Wilson. Patrick Wilson's in there, yeah. And That's his brother, Orin. Do you know Aquaman's real name? I'm sure you do. Arthur Curry. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Is, wanna... is this an... You want to do some DC trivia? Story. So we've already seen Aquaman, but now we're getting his origin story. It's going to be in the vein of probably Batman Begins, where it'll go back and forth, you know, kind of like Man of Steel boy, tried boy. to do. But, like, I think one woman did it best, where it's just to use a framing device and, like, start her... Maybe they'll do that. Maybe they'll use the end of Justice League and be like, how did I get here? <laughs> it's been a wild ride, bro. And then it's like, I remember when the I was just a little... Back from a bar? I was just a little six-year-old bro. <laughs> and, like... Yeah, dude, that'd be great. He's waiting for his beer to come, and some guy's like, who are you? He's like, let me tell you, man, you're not going to believe this shit. <laughs> you know Superman? <laughs> I do. <laughs> do they even interact, Superman and, and Aquaman? Barely, barely. When they bring him back to life, he's like, uh, he doesn't look so good. I don't think we should, like, mess with him. And everyone just, like, ignores Aquaman and attacks Superman. <laughs> was he... Who was sitting on the golden lasso, the lasso of truth? Was that Aquaman? That was Aquaman, when yeah. When he was talking about how, like, when he was open and honest and vulnerable. Like, there's parts of Justice League that are really good. Like, it's fine. It's just, there's... Oh, man, it's so weird. It's just weird. Like, it's fine, but it's the tone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the whole thing. So are they recasting Batman and Superman? I guess so. They should have just kept left Superman dead, man. Like I don't understand what they were doing. Yeah. I don't. They never should have killed him off to begin with this soon. But I don't know what they. They've been dying to kill Superman. 
Oh boy! Yeah, in the second movie, right? Because they did Man of Steel, then they did Dawn of Justice, where he dies, and then they do Justice League, where he comes back. Yeah, just feels like rushed. Because that whole—I mean, I've, I've talked about it probably on other Cage Club visit Because where else do we talk about this kind of thing? <laughs> but like, that was one of the two comic series that I read with my dad as a kid. It was that, and it was Crisis on Infinite Earths, and like. Dude, Crisis on Infinite Earths is just epic. That's what they it's, should do. <gasps> well, they'll probably do just, some just, version just like, of it with the Flash. Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck, we know you don't want to be, but just come back for like... A minute. Oh, like, a, yeah. like two weeks of shooting. We just we'll need to show the multiverse. Off. Right, yeah. They've, they've opened up the multiverse on Flash. They did a Crisis on Infinite Earth crossover where uh, evil versions from Universe X, which is the Nazi universe, came, <laughs> and it was like evil... Arrow and Supergirl was a Nazi, and it was fucking scary to be honest with you. But they, yeah, they basically doing that. And then this year they're crossing. You know, all the crossovers are like weird DC homages to like famous storylines and stuff. Hmm. But I would love to see some version of Crisis done. That would have. That's how you could restructure the entire DC universe. And you, you know? even bring in the TV shows too, right? Like you could have. Whoever plays Superman on Supergirl becomes Superman. You know right. what I mean? Like, I don't know if he's a big enough superstar to, like, attract... That's, a, that's another thing they're doing on Flash. It's like, they got the guy who played the Flash in the 80s coming back several times, like, doing playing the Flash and stuff. So, they're, it's cool like that. What is going do you know, do you know the Flash's real name? Barry Allen. Okay, yeah. You know. Yeah, I know... I'm I'm sort of spotty, but I know a fair amount. It's weird. Like, we're never going to get a proper comic book adaptation. You know, like with Civil War, like in Age of Ultron and Infinity War or whatever. That came pretty much the closest to the Infinity Gauntlet. But, like, you know, they always just use it as uh, inspiration and stuff. That was actually a cool cut. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. But I mean, because I just don't think I mean, like, even though comics are so inherently visual, right? Like, it's it's difficult mm-hmm. to translate book to film in in any form. Yeah, yeah, and it's even especially harder in comics when you have like issue after issue building up an event, and then you just have a movie that maybe you have one or two movies to build up to an event, and then you get something like the Phoenix Saga boiled down to X-Men The Last Stand, right? Where it becomes like a side story instead of the main thing. And now that they're redoing that with the Phoenix Saga or the Dark Phoenix uh, coming next year with the X-Men franchise and everything. So, you know, it's it's spotty at best. Marvel has been the smartest about it by just taking titles and sort of riffing on it, like yeah. Thor Ragnarok, and then just like establishing it like in their own way. I mean, I think uh, this is coming from someone who doesn't know shit about Dick, really. But I think if you are the kind of person who has like a, a, a true love and affection for the source material, and like you just want to treat it with respect, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you can do it in any number of ways. I don't know. It's just it's it's a mess. Although, the next couple movies look kind of promising from DC. Shazam. Shazam looks great. From what I've seen, you know, Aquaman. It's a much better much better direction than when I looked at, like, the Dawn of Justice trailer or something, you know? I was like, uh-oh. But, like, when you watch the Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, you're like, okay, like, this is not Dawn of Justice. Like, they've figured something else out here. Patty Jenkins is back for 84, mm-hmm. right? 
Yeah. I don't understand why that just got pushed again. I mean, everything seemed to be right on track for next year. You know, who knows? It would have been crazy in Justice League if they, like, established everybody and never brought back Superman. Like, Green Arrow showed up, Hawkman, Martian Manhunter. Like, you just had the whole crew. Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. Booster Gold. They've been they've been threatening a Booster Gold movie ever since like Dawn of Justice came out. Um, there's actually like a Booster Gold Easter egg in that movie. What's Brandon Ralph doing? Why can't he be Superman again? Who's who? Brandon Ralph. <laughs> no, he's playing the Atom on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah, that's weird. Ray Palmer. I mean, there's an Atom in. He should just play the Atom in the movies now. Just bring him over. But it would have been cool, though, to have actually gotten a, a proper Superman sequel where you had, like, Steel and Vindicator and Superboy and, like, all those dudes showing Cyborg yeah. Superman. Like, that would have been excellent. Oh, because that's the thing I was saying, that, like, the two, the two comics that I read as a kid were Crisis on Infinite, Earth, Crisis on Infinite Earths and the Death and Return of Superman. And the fact that Superman was gone for, like, an extended period of time. Yeah. And there were four other guys who stepped up to fill the void. Like, you could make four movies or you could make a movie or two movies or whatever and then or do it as a trilogy you know what I mean like mm-hmm. have them come around and then like at the end of two you sort of see like the 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 beginnings of him in the the purple thing under the sea with the black suit and then he comes back and then you pick up like oh man if they just I feel like we talk about this all the time <laughs> but I feel like they just wanted to get to their Avengers so bad before having any yeah. Like, like Superman dying should have been the equivalent of, like, Ultron. You know what I mean? Like, it should have been, like, the second big team-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Against, and then, like, you could do, like, Brainiac yeah. in the first one. It's wild, because, like, a long, like, uh, Marvel has kept Captain America and Iron Man alive for so long, like, and DC was just like, no, we're killing off our lead guy right away. Because <laughs> nobody on, nobody major in a Marvel movie, like, to, to, I mean, to their detriment, has died until the snapping, right? Right. Really? That I can tell. Oh, well, maybe, you know, Doctor Strange's teacher, like, that was a little, I was, Tilda Swin dies, so, I'm just that's, trying to think a, of that, good... That's a character that was just introduced in Yeah, movie, no, right? I know, I'm like, just trying to think of good good guys that have perished, because I mean, like, so many villains When War Machine the, uh, falls out of the sky, that's a big he should moment. have died, he yeah. didn't die, he just got paralyzed or whatever. Right. and now he can walk around because he wears his suit half the time, or something, like, he wears half the suit, so, like... I think that's why he's walking. Oh, this is this is the the the, the most depressing. Like the, this is the actual part that like you can sort of sympathize with. You know what I mean? Like, Do you imagine that all newborn new mothers are just like, but why would childless? But not. I mean, some of those mothers probably got raptured too. Oh yeah, but no, not her. She no, I mean, not she her. Was a sinner. Now I'm gonna go out on, on I'm going to go out on a limb here, but Charlize Theron should have played this role, like a walk-on role with Charlize. When she pulled that curtain back, I was like, "Wait a second, she's definitely a type." This is a prequel to Tully. <laughs> Can you imagine how fucked up it would be if you had gave birth to a baby and the rapture happened and your baby didn't get raptured? <laughs> oh my God. Like, what is wrong with my baby? Well, so what if, like... They're all in purgatory. They're what about pregnant women? Slurp. Raptured, right? Yeah. 
Well, by association. I mean, if you the the creators of this movie, I'm sure believe that life begins at conception. That's why I asked. Yeah. So yeah, that baby would be. But the other thing is that like, or does just I the think, fetus get raptured? I think in Christianity, or at least in Catholicism. Okay. You are not. You're not eligible for heaven until you're baptized. So like these newborns, right, got raptured because they haven't sinned, but they're not in heaven. Right, they're in purgatory forever, forever and ever. As a one day old, <laughs> that is the worst fate. That's worse than not being raptured. You know, that's worse than being left behind. Unless you're Bruce Willis it, as a baby, because he could just amuse himself for literally forever. Ever. But otherwise, it's like I think a tulip's purgatory, and it's like I don't want that on any. I don't wish that on any baby. Tulips Purgatory? Oh, in uh, Preacher? Have you seen Preacher oh, this season? Oh, yes. Well, I bailed on it. Oh, it ends strong. Very strong. Well, Cause I was, that's surprising because it has not been strong. I was getting very fed time. up this season, believe me, with the with his grandma and shit. Like, that bugged me. But it's very, it's very much like the comics, where the comic will just, like be boring as shit for like four or five issues That's and then suddenly no stories, no but then and then there's like and then the next is the next issue everything comes together and you're like oh i see why those last three issues needed to happen or whatever in that direction because it all came to so like i feel like preacher did that with its with its last two episodes i probably saw half the season but then when i flew to scotland for my friend's wedding if it's not scottish it's crap i loaded the rest of the season on my ipad to watch Mm-hmm. And I was I started the first episode I was like Oh wait no I don't give a shit about this Oh too bad yeah. Like her purgatory Where she's like In that sort of like sitcom Yeah thing, Right yeah. yeah Like it's I a mean, show It's a show that I really want Like I I should have stopped watching A long time before I did Like I To be honest I really feel like It could have ended this season They kind of Had a way that If they didn't just Dilly dally so much They could have just Wrapped it up nice and tight I hope they don't go too much further because I'm I mean, giving it a few more. It just episodes. felt like they didn't have a plan, right? It's it does. That's what all. I mean. Like they're stretching, they're str- or it feels like they had a couple ideas, but they miscalculated how many episodes that would take. And like, what's really what bothers me, and why I why I sort of am so animated in a way about it, is because like what I liked, I loved about that show. Like there are fight fight sequences in that show that mm-hmm. are incredible. Yeah. And, like, the characters are all great, and I think all the actors are great. Like, you know, Iron Man's dad as Jesse is great, and Ruth Nega as Tulip is great, and the guy who plays... Cassidy. The name, yeah, Cassidy yeah. is... He's great, and, like... Yeah, they just didn't know what to do this season. It's yeah. I mean, when you compare that to something like Legion, right, where it's right. like Legion is just, like... You well, can Legion, never guess what's going to... I gonna... can't follow, but I know that they have some kind of plan. But that's all... You know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's remarkable... I I mean that is just my favorite right now, uh, David. Well, that's another thing. Like I was watching, we were talking before about how I have sort of bailed on a bunch of TV shows when we were eating lunch. I was watching The Gifted, which was the Fox oh, X-Men right. show, and I watched the entire first season. And I liked it, and then the second season came around. And I was like, I was like dragging my feet. I'm like, uh. And I started watching the first episode. I was like, "Wait, like I just like Legion. Like I don't need to see another. <laughs> I don't really I, particularly like the X Men." Oh, I hear you. I, I heard Gifted was better this season. Actually, I was like, "Maybe I'll give it a try" because I'm Ugh. like getting really back into the X Men because of Nico's X's for podcast podcast, like the X Men podcast. Um, it's like wow, like I'm kind of digging up a lot of that old 
old stuff again. Like over here, like I've got the Dark Phoenix Saga. I'm going to read reread this because I'm I'm going to cover X3 the Last Stand, you know, Is that and Chris Claremont. Yeah. And that's the one where they try to, you know, adapt some of that and it goes horribly wrong and we'll, you know, tune in soon for that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's interesting. I'm getting like way more into the X-Men now. <laughs> Again. Was there another X-Men series though? There were there were there three on TV? Um yeah, there was one on Fox, wasn't there? I mean, not Fox, on uh, Channel 11 or something at one point. Uh, I know there was a while ago, there was a show called, like, Mutant X, but I don't think that that... That was, like, the no, 90s. No, like, recently there were three. Okay. Um, well, now that all the mutants are back at Marvel, like, they could all have shows on the streaming service if they needed to. Well, that's what I'm excited for. Like, there's going to be the Loki series, and there's going to be the, the Scarlet Witch series, which should be good. Oh, Inhumans, but that got canceled. Oh, fast. right. That was a Marvel show. That wasn't an X-Men thing. But that was they based were, on X-Men. No, they are based on the Inhumans. Oh. So, well, like, they were their own type of... Okay. They weren't really mutants so much as they were inhuman. I don't know. That was during the phase where Marvel was trying to work around calling things mutants because they didn't have the rights to any of them, so that's yeah. why Wanda isn't a mutant. Technically, she was created from Help a, me, Wanda. From an Infinity Stone. Um, but it's funny, I was just re-watching X2 uh, yesterday, and there's a moment where Mystique's, like, breaking into a computer, and in the corner there's, like, all these, like, little Easter eggs of just names and stuff. And, like, one file said Maximoff with a little parentheses and a two next to it, meaning there's, like, brother and sister. Well, that's, like, the, that's the kids from The Gifted, right? That, that's what they're about. Oh, is it really? I think oh, so. Oh, and, and Polaris is in it, too. She's also Magneto's daughter. I don't know if she knows she's Magneto's daughter, but in the comics, I'm pretty sure she's also a, 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 a luncher. So Polaris is in The Gifted. Okay. Polaris is really cool in The Gifted. Oh, yeah, I don't think she knows in the show... Um. Yeah, she's the main character on the gift. With that photo again. Who else is in there? Um, Jinx or Blinks or the one who does the portals. She's kind of like Nightcrawler, but she has to make portals instead. Blink is in it. Blink, that's it. Polaris is in it. Thunderbird is in it. Oh. Eclipse, Shatter. I guess the, the Maximals were in it, but I guess they're not. It's definitely a family. What is going on with her? Is she just going like house... Oh, her mom. That's right. Her mom was in the shower? Oh, they're the Struckers. They're the Von Struckers. Oh, Struckers. oh yeah, Strucker. He's the uh, government scientist guy who turned Logan into the Wolverine. So based Oh, no, that's solely, Stryker. Based Von Strucker. solely on... So Von Strucker is the guy in the beginning of Age Voltron, actually. That's interesting. So based solely on IMDb ratings for episodes, it feels like season two is actually a little bit worse than season one. Oh, wow. But what's actually kind of cool is that in the first season, every episode had a capital X in the title. Oh. Like Exposed, RX, Exodus, Exit Strategy. So everything's lowercase of that. Season two, they all have an M. So I'm guessing next season, going to be an E. Oh. An N. For X-Men. I get it. 
and then maybe they'll finally show up. They, I mean, they've been teasing Xavier showing up on Legion. I mean, they actually had him appear in a dream sequence on a chalkboard, <laughs> and they've dropped the lines and stuff like that. But David is his son, and there has been talk that like um, they want to get Patrick Stewart on there for an episode or something. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think because I know so little about that, it's the same reason. Oh, John three sixteen on the watch. Very, oh wow! Very cool. Very, very nice, cool. nice, nice. Uh, because I know so little about X Men beyond what I've seen in movies, and again, I forget. Right, you see so many movies. Yeah, <laughs> but. It's the same thing with Star Wars. Like, I don't give a shit really about Star Wars. So, like, I'm just able to watch them as movies and be like, oh, I love this movie. But then people who love the source material for whatever reason and get bothered by the fact that Jedi does this or doesn't do that or whatever, just like, well, okay. So that's, so that's why I'm happy because I'm a huge Star Wars fan and I love the new stuff. So much so that I've gone back and I'm now reading these, Joey. I've got, you know, I read, and I read a Star Wars book and I've got another Star Wars book here and everything. Yeah. Like the Legends books. Uh, they're they're crazy. The, that continuity is bizarre, but I love it all now. Like, I, there's no point in getting disgruntled about shit that you really can't control. Like, if you hate the way Star Wars is going, go to film school, be a writer, go to graduate school. I don't know, become an executive, or just start a Kickstarter to reshoot last. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that's Remember, that happened. That's when I stopped complaining. Basically, when I went to film school, I was like all right, I'm here to try and change the course of stuff that I want to see. You know what I'm saying? And like, I didn't really get that far or whatever. I'm, I'm here doing this right now. But the point is, it changed my way of thinking about things to say, like, if you have a problem with something, go and do something about it. Complaining isn't going to change much. You know, Unless like, you're you trying were, to get James Gunn fired. Then, if you I guess. were a famous filmmaker, our podcast would be so much more popular. <laughs> this is all on you, man. Well, maybe I'll become more successful now, and I can lift up the network that way. Through podcasting or through filmmaking? Maybe, maybe Tobin will get a movie made. Fingers crossed. He's come closer. I mean, he's come pretty close. More than once, so. Oh, they're going through all the personal belongings? Oh, this person had Bible study on Sunday, so. Cage crying. Oh, Cage cries. Thanks for a late game board piece. I don't think I'm going to get a single other one. There's so much this movie left, right? There's still another like 45 minutes or 40 minutes? Yeah. I mean, we, I know that they, yeah they have we to, may they have, have to, chosen poorly. I know that they have to land the plane. That's all they have to do, right? Like, they just they figure out basically what happened, right? Not yeah. just have to land the plane mm-hmm. with the help of Cage's daughter. Pretty much. I mean, at least we get to fast forward to the credits or don't have to watch the credits oh, or any of that kind of stuff. And then we're off to watch new movies. What time does that start? 4.10. We have, we're, we're fine. We basically have to leave as this ends, but that's fine. Oh, yeah. Look what my phone did. Oh, whoops. Yep. <laughs> Oh, I didn't realize they're both rated R. I didn't know the first movie we were going to see was R. Are you allowed to see them? I'm not allowed to see R. I'm too old to see R-rated movies. Oh, that's not where I was going with it, but I like where you went with it. How did you get that gun on the plane? Well, I mean, they thought that the Muslim guy had a gun, but he just had an electric toothbrush. No, but she actually did have a gun on the plane. 
And you know what? It's okay if she shoots through the fuselage because they've proved it on Mythbusters. It will not depressurize the apartment, the compartment. Really? Yeah. You have to shoot like you have to shoot a lot. Like one bullet hole is not enough. You have to make a like knock out a window or two. Huh? How do they test that? They I guess they pressurized the plane. Took a fuselage, brought it into the desert, and like pressurized it, and then set up a rig where someone like shot a gun off inside of it. Because you know they're the fucking MythBusters. <laughs> like that's the that show should be called. We ain't got anything else better to do ever for the rest of our lives, so we're just going to do this shit. <laughs> like, Uh, that show was a phenomenon. I, I watched that religiously when it first came out. Dario Gar- Dario Argento's Mythbusters. Phenomena. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, today's Dolph Lundgren's birthday. Oh. Also, Charles Bronson would have been eighty-seven today if he hadn't died in two thousand three. Oh, Dolph man. Lundgren, sixty-one years old. So I've got a couple uh, third types of charms set aside for Larson. One of them is Starship Troopers 3, and the other is Death Wish 3, which he really, really wants to be, because that is like the penultimate canon film right there. And it's also got Alex Winter in it. Huh. Bill from Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. It's a party, that's for sure. I don't know if that's the lyrics, that's the lyrics in my head. Bill and Ted's most excellent adventure. All right, Mike, we need a boost of energy. We're going to go to Paul's Boutique. Uh-oh. Walking down the barrel of a gun, son, son of a gun, gun son, son of a bitch, getting paid, getting rich. Ultraviolence running through my brain. Through my head, making me see red. Is um, a gummy bear a fruit snack? Probably. Alright, we're going to do looking down the barrel of a gun. Uh-oh. Alright. If you didn't hear our last episode, we I basically was quizzing Mike on... Beastie Boys lyrics, and then we both just started rapping it. Okay. I'm rolling down the hills. I don't know the I don't know the rhythm of this. Hold on. <laughs> I think I know this already. Give me the first line. I'm rolling down the hill. Do you know it? Wait, just say I, I'm rolling down the hill, snowballing, getting, getting bigger. bigger. My um, explosion in the chamber, the hammer from the trigger. Oh. I seen him get stabbed. I watched. I don't know the the the, the rhythm of that. I thought I did, but I guess I don't. I'm more like, for that record, I could probably do Eggman all the way through. I could probably do Hey Ladies. Can you do the entire B-Boy Booyabaz? Probably not. Hello, Brooklyn. New York, New York is a hell of a town. You know, the Bronx is up. And, and I'm, I'm Brooklyn, Brooklyn down. down. They don't know my name, only know my initials. Building bombs in the attic of elected, elected officials. officials. I quit my job. I cut my hair. You know, I, I just got home because I'm not on bail. No, something. <laughs> I, I, I quit my job. I quit. No, no, you know, I cut my boss because I don't care. I don't no. know what cut my boss means, but he literally cut his boss like with I a guess. knife. I tried to get, you tried to get slick. You bust a little chuckle. You go against. You're gonna get smacked with my gold finger knuckles. <laughs> right. Just being fly as me is something that you never thought right, of. Remember brass knuckles? Up old ladies with the handgun or the sword. I'm the buffalo soldier. Broader than Broadway. Keep, keep, keep it on. on. I don't care what they say. say. Got my stereo loud. I to upset my neighbors. My neighbors. <laughs> I want to enjoy the, the fruits, fruits of, of my labor because I, I am the, the, the three-pack bonanza. bonanza. If you open it up, then you, you will no, get, If you open the book, then you, then you will get, get an answer. answer. I am the keeper of the three-pack uh-huh. bonanza. That's if it. you get a question, then you will get an answer. Her breast, I saw. I reached. I felt. M-O-N-E-Y, the, the belt. belt. 
I stay at home just, just like, like a hermit. I got the something, but I don't got the, the permit. permit. I got the jammy, but I don't got the permit. You got a boyfriend, and his name is it's Nick. Nick. <laughs> Annabelle cut with Annabelle the shrimp, caught with a shrimpy, shrimpy little loop, dick. With a shrimpy limp dick. Shrimpy limp dick. I ride around town because my ride is fly. I shot a man in Brooklyn just to watch him die. Cash. <laughs> Oof. He thrusts his fist against the post and still insists. Oh, we're going through all of this. I don't know. <laughs> he thrusts his fist against the post and still insists he sees a ghost. Well, you know what's good about, well, not good, but like might be good for us today about the mall movie theater is the 20 minutes of previews and commercials before every movie. Mm-hmm. So if we do end up getting there like a minute later, so we're okay. Man, there's so much drama on the airplane B. It's kind of hard being Snoop G. I'm tired of these Monday to Friday snakes. <laughs> on my uh, Monday, mon- mother fudge and snakes on my Monday to Friday plane. Some of the best, like uh, TV dub, is in the special edition of Hot Fuzz. And they do like funky bar stool, Frank, like peas <laughs> and rice. <laughs> the truth, Ray. They're going to run out of fuel soon. And that's when the movie ends. He crash lands the plane right in front of his daughter. Like, they get out of the plane and she's, like, standing right there. It's a miracle. She's got a very, yeah, she's got a Janie E kind of thing going. Or maybe a Candy from Twin Peaks kind of look. I follow Candy. I don't remember the actress's real name, but she does a lot of voiceover for, like, Final Fantasy and stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah, and she's, like, always posting from, like, those conventions and things. Um, but, you know, breakout star, probably, of Twit Peaks, The Return, Candy, in Las Vegas. Uh, one of the three pink ladies. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can find her name. But I think she looks a lot like... Um, Candy? No, Janie. What's that? Naomi Watts? Naomi Watts, right there. I think she looks a lot like Naomi Watts. I think, and the, I don't mean this as an insult because I think they're both beautiful. I think Naomi Watts has a much more like natural beauty, and I feel like hers is a little bit more, not Glamour, artificial, but Glamour. a little bit more I hear you. chic in a way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I got gotcha. you. What's that movie with Naomi Watts with the tsunami? Did you see that movie? I watched part of it, and then I couldn't watch There was something that happened. I saw it. I couldn't watch the rest of the movie. I was too freaked out by it. But, like, she gets caught in the tsunami. I'm looking right now at the the woman who plays Tammy Preston, the FBI agent on Twin Peaks, and she's only been in David Lynch stuff, basically. Like, Oh, yeah, because Tammy was, uh, like, a musician. That, 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 I follow oh, her, too. Oh, that Christabel. I'm that's thinking okay, of Candy. Okay, interesting. Um... Yeah, that's his... Not Candy Kirkendall, though. Ajanu. There's two candies? Well, Candy Kirkendall is from Raking Up in Reno. There's Mandy. Here's Candy. Amy Shields. Yeah, Amy Shields. That's her. That's the actor. Yeah, she plays a lot of voices in Final Fantasy XV and stuff. Is this a pastor that was left behind? 
Wait, wasn't he taking money from the church or something? Oh, uh, okay. I was found say... out why he's there because uh, he was like a fraud of some kind. I thought God just had to leave one behind to shepherd everybody. That would be a cool story to follow, like the one pastor who. Maybe not a cool story, but <laughs> he talks to God and God is like, "The rapture is going to happen. I need to leave you." Like, and like he has to wrestle with his faith. Like, why did God leave me behind? But God is like, "No, I need you to save more souls." Yeah, and like you can come join me when you save a million souls. When you die of natural causes, that's actually causes. not a bad like comic book idea. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like an I ongoing. See that. That'd be cool if that's like what uh, Constantine was. Like he went around doing stuff like that. Like. Saving people's yeah. souls instead of battling demons. Naomi Watts. You said her tsunami movie. Well, she was in a movie. Are you talking about the Book of Henry? My favorite. No, movie no, time. no. That movie is a tsunami. Um, it's incredible. You know, I've remembered uh, the guy uh, isn't um, Fievel is her boss in that movie. At the um, Fievel, you mean a little orphan Fievel? Forval, Forval. I always, yeah, I always call him Fievel. That's the real name, Fievel. But Forval, uh, Monahan is in that movie too, and everything. Like that movie's insane. Bobby Monahan. Baby. Uh, this is the movie where like they were at a resort, and the whole family. The Owen Wilson movie? No, I don't. Is that Owen Wilson? Owen Wilson, Lake Bell did. No, no. This is Naomi no Watts, and this is definitely like a tsunami movie or like a tidal wave hit. Well, there's that Danish movie, The Wave, which is really good, but that's not... Um, she's actually done a lot of really interesting stuff. I would like to go through her movies at some point. Here, Naomi Watts and Hugh McGregor, The Impossible. Oh, wait. Based I'm... on a true story caught in a deadly Indian Ocean tsunami. When's that? What year is that from? 2012. Oh, shit. Taurus family in Thailand caught into destruction and chaos. Yeah, it takes place from December 24th to December 27th. The true story of one of those families. It's fucking nuts, Wait, dude. Spider-Man's in that movie? Tom Holland is the son? Holy shit! Tom Whoa. Holland's the son. So I watched the part from, like, when the tsunami hit to, like, ten minutes after, and I was like, I can't do this right now. Like, this is too fucked up. It's too stressful? It was fucked up, dude. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> And something happens to the Naomi Watts character. I was like, oh, I can't watch this right now. This is so gross. It reminded me of, like, the Nick. There's, like, injuries and things that are just, like, ugh. But that movie's crazy. What I saw of it. I, I would like to try and watch the rest of it one day. Cage trying to land this... Thing. Well, whenever we're, you know, podcast millionaires and we can just only do podcasts, we'll do a Naomi Watts podcast. Cool. And then when we're millionaires, we could actually get her on an episode, probably. Look at baby Spider-Man. Oh my gosh, he's such a little spider. He's almost unrecognizable. Wow. I was like, wait a minute, he's a child actor? And then it's like, wait, he's still a child. <laughs> <laughs> we know him as a child actor. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Tom Holland, if you listen to this, can you give us a million dollars? Just one. We just want one. Or, I mean, like, if he's listening to it, chances are maybe someone like Downey's listening to it. So, like, Robert Downey Jr., give us some money. <laughs> yeah, $50 million on. Let's get, like, a Disney contract happening with our podcast somewhere. Somehow. We've covered a couple movies under their banner. Well, you're not sure if you still have it, bro. 
Yeah, and she might have been raptured, bro. So one thing I found out about Christian movies is they just have no sense of peace. <laughs> no, man, that's a good call. There's just... This is boring. I'm sure, though, you know... <clears throat> paying more attention to it... <laughs> no, I mean, it doesn't really help. No, I'm not saying it's going to help. I'm just saying, you know, knowing what they're talking about might <gasps> make... It, oh, another movie where a plane crashes. True. Might make it more entertaining than just watching it without being able to hear everything. Uh, also another movie where millions of people die. That's right. There's a, there's. I mean, I don't know if... It, I guess you could call that a rapture, right? Because all the kids are taken by angel aliens and sure. then the Wait, earth is if, scorched. If you're, if you're raptured, do you die? Is it considered death? Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. I, you know... That's how I took it. But you're also a godless. How man. else do you get into heaven? You can't be alive and walking around heaven or hell, right? Man, you got me. Uh, here's a, another thing, though. Like, I understand people getting raptured and going up. Yep. Why are the people left behind left alive? Why aren't they sent to hell? I think this is their hell. But it's but they still have to go to hell after they die. See, what happens in the Kirk Cameron movie is that. The evil people who are left alive form an evil government in the New World Order and take over the world, and it's like a, you know, like a terrorist world, like where like evil rich white people who suck balls are running everything. Huh. And uh, that's where those movies end up going. Like this is this is like I think I also mentioned this on the podcast. This is like the Cloverfield version of the of Left Behind, where we're getting sort of like the micro. View, which is cool. It's just, it's just nicer. It's like the it's a personal apocalypse. It's all you need, really. Like I, I almost wish that we saw less of the crazy world around it. You know what I mean? Like that's what made. Yeah, if it was just the plane stuff, right? Or you know, or you can even have the daughter. You know what I mean? Like, but I think that's why what? the left. I mean, aside from the fact that leftovers what is, is she like doing? fantastically written. She's trying to raise her cell phone so she can. I think she can make. Oh, I thought she was gonna jump. She's looking for service. Um. Well, it's not like the satellites got raptured. They would still work. NASA probably got raptured, though. But really, they've been trying to defy the creator forever. <laughs> what I think, what I think, though, why the leftovers work so well, aside from being really well written, is that it's such an intimate story. Like it's just about yeah. the Garveys. Like it expands a little bit, but it's about Kevin. It's about Nora. It's about Jill. Like it's about like a handful of people and their personal. Plus, it's also. That's the whole kind of point of it. It's like it's a personal apocalypse. It's not right. It's not the fact that like they knew from the very beginning that they were never going to tell you why. It's sort of like the well, then what happens next? And by being able to focus on a family, you sort of get it feels more real and genuine because this just feels like a cartoon. Because right. it's just like oh, everybody's gone. In that you know everybody's gone. You know that two percent of the population is gone. You know one hundred forty thousand people or whatever. But like you see how. It affects these people. But, you know. Oh my god, how the fuck did she get up there? Very carefully. And what bridge is that in New York? Yeah, if, that was only, if only it was Nicolas Cage, Cage stands on something weird. Yeah, that takes the Singing. Cage. Singing. Uh, alcohol, I will. I wonder what Christian rock star this record belongs to. Do you think this movie ever had a sold-out screening at a theater? 
You know what? I don't think it was sold out, but I bet they packed a theater a couple times with like churchgoers and stuff. Like we're gonna have service, and then immediately following like in service, New York. We're gonna have fellowship, and then we're gonna go. To the and then we're gonna go see this. Yeah, we're gonna go see Left Behind, and then we're gonna have prayer group. You know what I like about Thanos? I was thinking about it today, just because the whole rapture things in my head. He's never mad or angry. If you think about it, like he never like really like he he doesn't walk into a room mad and angry, right? Like he's not upset about what's going on necessarily. Like he's just like frustrated. I mean, he's, like, yeah, he, he saw it all coming. He's basically it was like, just I told you so. It was just nice to. I think that's why it played well is because of his temperament. You know, a lot of bad guys are just yelling at shit, and I'm mad and angry and bad guy. Uh, even bad guys who don't consider themselves bad guys tend to end up just screaming and yelling a lot. And, like, it was just refreshing. I was like, yeah, I guess that's what makes it better. This is some Tommy Wiseau-type green screen, right? I mean, what is this? she actually up there on a bridge? Well, I, I think you say this is some Tommy Wiseau, like, where he's about to kill himself. You know what I mean? Why, Lisa, why, why, why? Thank you, my daughter's a sinner. <laughs> Your name is Buck, right? Wait, why has anybody... He should not... <laughs> like, isn't it weird that he's, he's happy? That he has to get in touch with her. Yeah, like, that's weird, right? No, I'm not okay. I was left behind. Um, but I was just thinking, you know, not many characters are named Buck. The ones that are, like the... Well, there's the great Buck Howard, Tom like, Hanks, Hanks... For the memories, there's a uh, Buck the Buck. Orderly in like Kill Bill, fuck, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean um, Buckaroo Banzai. His, I guess, technically his name is Buck. He's a hero. Wait, Buckaroo Banzai is a guy? Yeah, Peter Weller plays Buckaroo Banzai. Oh. That's his actual name. He's they're from I New Jersey. Buckaroo Banzai was a woman. No, oh no, it's a guy. Yeah, I think in my brain because I've seen Barbarella. I'm thinking. That's I think a girl. in my brain. Yeah. I merged Buckaroo Banzai and Barbarella. I gotta finish Barbarella. I watched it one day, I t- uh, like three years ago. I think I turned it off. I was you like, saw her get naked in the opening credits, <clears throat> and then and I got I was like, I-, I got my fill. No, no, I was seriously trying to watch because I love Flash Gordon and those types of like movies like that, like campy sci-fi action stuff. But like, it got to a point where I was just like, uh, I do not feel good watching this movie. I need to turn this off. It, it gave me a stomach ache. Flash. Ah. He'll say the bit one half. Are you gonna see Bohemian Rhapsody? I don't know. I want to. I decided I, I'm I don't, not going. I don't so. believe the non-hype. I it looks good to me. Uh, one of the guys that I when I interned at a newspaper in college, one of the guys, one of the writers who still writes for the newspaper, he just posted a Facebook status today about how, basically how not blasphemous the movie is, but how like. There's just no vision. Like, it could have been good, it wasn't good, and all this different stuff, and so... Blasphemous what? Toward, like, Freddie Mercury's Well, image? just like, there's, there's no purpose. It just feels like a, an empty, glossy shell of a movie. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, it's... it's Which, I, well, you fair, know, is also my ideal kind of movie. There sometimes. was a lot of, like, behind-the-scenes... I know, which is the bullshit problem. Bullshit, too. Like, Brian Singer left, like, literally disappeared from the set one day and never came back. Uh, and so... They had to get a new director and, like, finish the fucking movie. Like, that's weird, man. Very weird. I mean, it's not like a solo situation where the director was fired and a new guy was brought in, you know what I'm saying? To further, like, 
match the vision of the producers and said, like, this was, like, where's the boss? Like, oh, he's not, he's not coming back. I just... I've seen I, far fewer new releases this year. Number one, partly because I didn't go to Fantastic Fest, so instead of seeing, you know, right, like 40 39 movies, movies in a week. plus short films, so like maybe 45, 50 things in, a, in the span of a week, I don't have that. So my, my list for this year is like at... Yeah, I haven't been to the movies a lot in the last couple months. And I've been going to see a bunch lately, and I, you know, I'm, I know that there's a bunch more that I'm going to watch. Like, basically, the rest, of the, the rest of the year, I'm only going to watch podcast stuff and then new releases, but like... Yeah. I also... No. I've, I've, I've reached a point where I'm like, oh, no, I don't need to see everything. I can just see good things. I know, no, yeah. Like, last year, I went overboard and saw, like, bullshit in the movies just to see it in the theater. This year, I'm way more relaxed about all that. Like, there's things I missed that I really wanted to see, like Black Klansman, but, like, now... Like, I didn't even have time to watch it. Now, I still don't really have time to watch it, but it's out on demand, you know what I mean? So, like, there's things that are already coming around to video, to on demand and stuff, but I'm getting much better at realizing I just can't see everything when, when it comes out. I think out. what actually honestly helped a little bit is that with MoviePass, and this is this is going to sound like crazy first world problems, with MoviePass I could see a movie a day, and so I was like, oh, I have the ability to see a movie a day, and now with A-List, I can do three a week, which I you know generally would never go over anyway, Right. but now I'm just like, okay, cool, Like I'm going to go to the theater on like a Thursday night and see two movies, and then just go back to the next Thursday, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. There's not generally, I mean, with award season coming up, there's going to be more, but like Oh, yeah. Award season. (laughs) It's it's also not, I don't think, crazy for me to think that if, because, like, you know, I'm an hour from Garden State Plaza, which we're going to see movies today, and then I'm an hour or so from, like, Palisades, and they both get way more, a a much bigger diversity of movies and Mm -hmm. get movies quicker. Like, I'm assuming my theater is going to get Suspiria at some point, but it hasn't yet. So I was like, oh, like, let's just go see that while I can. Yeah. So I don't think it'd be crazy, like, for me, like, on the Saturday in December or whatever, if there's, like, three movies that just aren't by me to drive up to, like, Garden State and just see, you know, three movies. Because the biggest thing, and this is, again, the whiniest <laughs> complaint, the biggest problem I had with, like, going to see movies in theaters is that, like, with Movie Pass, I could see a movie a day, but I would also, like, necessitate driving to and from a theater every day for a single movie. Like, with A-List, yeah. I could see two or three in a row. Right. The theater's farther away, I can sort of like you could it just, it's less make a day wasted time in the car or whatever. You know what I mean? So right, less visits, less back and so, forth. Again, that is me whining about free movies essentially. <laughs> but no, well, you know, I'll take some time to whine about some free movies too. I love the Voodoo streaming service, but their free movies come with so many ads it's impossible to watch and they try and gimmick you like watch a free movie and get credit for you know get dollar credits and stuff and it's like nice try can't even make it through half of one of your movies <laughs> you should put you should put one on and just like walk away yeah i thought of that or like put it on while i'm editing in the background and everything yep but i actually sat and tried to sit down and watch a movie with with ads and i was like oh i thought they just meant like an ad at the start but like no like every like couple minutes we're cutting to commercial Again, free movie. Shouldn't really be complaining about it, but... Hold up your cell phone so we could see. Okay. Wave your cell phone. Oh, look at the Compass app. Does your phone come with that? They'll do. Yeah, but that Compass app? No, not that Compass app. This is the Compass app. Yeah. 
Oh, we should go to these coordinates and have like a picnic, our left behind day. And we should see what those coordinates really are on the map, if they look anything like the ones in the movie. I'm going to say almost certainly not. Do you think they just read some random numbers in the script for the coordinates? Maybe. This reminds me, have you ever played, like, the Dead Rising games, like, on Xbox 360? Oh, yeah, yeah. The first one. There's, like, the achievement for, like, killing 53,000 zombies. Uh, Just running everyone over. (laughs) Population of Willamette, where, like, you just take, like, a car and go down below the city where there's just, like, the tunnels of zombies and just, like, basically Tokyo Drift into all of them. And, like, this just reminds me, like, she's just, like, ramming things to ram things. But, like, I did that for hours just to, like, (laughs) ramp up from, like, 10,000 kills or whatever to 53,000 just to get a stupid 20-point achievement. I got to the very end. So when I had Dead Rising Xbox 360, I didn't even have an HD TV to play it on yet or any of that. So oh, like, did I? Yeah. Yeah. So I got to the very end, the guy in the tank, and I was just like, I'm done. <laughs> I didn't even beat the guy in the tank or anything. Like, but I got to the end of the game, and I was like, I made it to the end. I'm good for now. I don't. Man, that first. So the 360 came out in fall '05 when I was a senior in high school, and so the summer before college, I remember. Dead Rising and Saints Row, the first one of each came out, and I was like, oh, these games... Like, I just bought them just because I was like, I just want... Like, there weren't, like, a, a ton of games, and I was like, I just want things to play, and I'm like, oh, I love both of these games. Yeah, and Dead then, Rising And then they went on, and great. Saints Row just got crazier and crazier. I don't think I ever played the second one, but I played 3 and 4. Like, I fully beat 3 and 4. And then Dead Rising, again, I also didn't think I played 2 or any of, like, the sequels, but, like, I played 3... I think I have four, and I haven't played four yet. But I played some of part two. It looks cool, but um, yeah, they're all just—they're very similar mm-hmm. to one another in, in ways. You know, what I mean, it's just like all weird combinations of weapons to kill zombies and create yeah, and, and like just open world sandbox style malls. I enjoy them though. I mean, but the, 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 that first summer, summer '06, when they had Dead Rising and Saints Row come in, I was like, "Yep." You know, like, I, I understand that she's clearing road for them, but, like, are these things that the plane couldn't do? <laughs> the plane could totally do it, and it would not I understand her moving the, 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 f- the steamroller out of the way. Like, that makes sense, right? Here, this is where she holds up her phone? No, I'm just kidding. Good. <laughs> that. I'm flashing my Oh, boy. Yeah, make a fire. No, I think she just puts lights out? I don't think she... Does she make a fire? I thought she made a little, like, bonfire thing. Just light the car on fire. I'm flashing my brights. Can you see that? I do like that he has the force at, like, you know... All of humanity has been irrevocably changed because of the rapture, but if this plane crashes, this girl's going to not know what to do with herself. Like, <laughs> It's also kind of crazy how all this flammable liquid is just there on the side of the construction site. Sure. I can't see anything. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna win anything else off of uh, Bingo. Oh no, I've basically—I mean, I've been—I've been looking at my card, but there is nothing else that I'm gonna get. Like this is a wildly difficult movie to get Bingo for.
because as crazy as the actual premise is, it's so tame. Yeah, yeah, it is a lazy movie, man. Like, they are not doing this thing justice. Cool, weird camera angles. Oh, look, they're... And in, in a blue screen Wait, you, you could totally see her flashing her brights from up there. What are you... I like. Oh, I thought she was driving the flaming truck right there in that shot. That would be awesome. Landing gear is still working. Like he gave, like gave coordinates, right? Like, why isn't that enough? Like, it should be enough. And then you let the tools do everything else. The instruments. The mortal instruments. Oh, is that the um, some book Jackson movies? Yeah, Peter Jackson, right? Is it? I thought so. Oh, boy. I know. Give Peter Jackson, like, Friday the 13th, and let's see what he can do with that. You heard the Leatherface episode, right? Like, I did. Oh, amazing. He was considered to direct Leatherface. Hey, it worked. It's so slow. Like, I understand that this is, like, you know, perilous, that they they might not be able to stop or whatever, but, like, you're on the ground. Yeah, they made it. And it's just the beginning, because now they're in the rapture world. It seems like this is going on for a long time. Oh, Why boy. aren't the brakes working? Oh, he lost the landing gear when they clipped the wire. I don't know if that's the brakes. I don't know what actually landing gear means, but they... It's the wheels that come down. He has wheels. Oh, there's an oil tanker there, too. Don't crash into that. Wow, that is some crazy CGI. Oh, my God. Oh, that was such an abrupt... I thought it was going to creep like dink it. so much slower. Yeah. Who parks the giant tanker truck at the end of the road? Oh. Yeah, but now what? God, I want a Left Behind 2 with Nikki Whelan and Nicolas Cage. And whoever, whatever this actress's name, who plays Cassie Steele. Wait. I thought doesn't there like didn't they like hit a water tank? Oh, it was, must have been more fuel. No, that was a fuel tank for some oh. reason. The thing that they clipped with the wing. Yeah, I guess it was a fuel tank for some reason. Why is there so much fuel in this road? I don't know. I can't believe that I don't have bad CGI or explosions on this goddamn card. Because <laughs> we've had so many of both. Wait. Oh man, that's here, right. junkie. Get out of here. Here, Jordan Sparks, get out of here. Here are people from Coach that we don't know. Get out of here. Is it Tailies? Oh, Rose. <laughs> no, Bernard. Bernard. When everyone was like, oh, I bet Mr. Echo's her husband, and then it turned out to be Bernard. People were like, whoa! I can't believe Michelle Rodriguez was in Lost. Like, I just forget that. Yeah. Then she gets... She gets... Very quick, because I heard she was not... Th- so the rumors at the time was that she was not the best person to be... Working with? Working with. 
I think there's I a lot of disgruntled people on that set, apparently. I know that, like, it's just a type of character that she plays, but it seems like she just, like, carries a lot of angry baggage with her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that in SWAT and Resident Evil and... Yeah, and Fast, Fast and, and Furious stuff, and yeah. Lost and everything. It's just like, like, what? Grumpy Who pants. Wrong? Yeah, I mean, aside I from mean, maybe all of Hollywood. Yeah, and probably, like, tons and tons of men, but, like... But it's... Uh, I don't know. It, yeah. We are nearing the end here of Left Behind. Email mailbag at cageclub.me. Let us know if you made it here to the end. We will give you a prize if you do. Ooh, it's probably a sticker. No, we have Nicholas Cage pins. We have Raising Arizona pins. Oh, that's right. I forgot. We've got things. We can give you stickers. I mean, whatever. We'll just we'll figure, figure it out. we got things now. Hey. Got I a copy say... of Monkey Business. Got a giveaway somehow. We've got giveaways. We've got prizes. We've got something. We've got things to do. Mailbag at cageclub.me. Check out our entire history of Cage Club Prime and also all of our revisiteds at cageclub.me. We are now up to, I think, oh, I, I don't know what the, the new number is because Uh-oh. of our new shows. Let me check out. 20-something. 23? Maybe? Oh, it's not the end of the world yet. It's the beginning of the end of the world as we know it. Is it 22? 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, 18, 21, 22 shows. That's kind of a nice closing shot. I like him just standing there, like, in shock. Surrounded by sinners. All 22 right. shows at cageclub.me, so go check them out. Mike, if you but of that the day video. and that hour, knoweth no man. Mark, Mark 1332. Cageclub.me, email us at We will mail you a gift if you made it this far to the end. Thanks for listening. Just say hi, and we will see you in two weeks for probably the family man. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.